Welcome, everybody, to Dead Talk Live. This afternoon, we have special guest Blanca Blanco, who is currently the co-star on Tubi's Tale of Tales. Blanca, thank you so much for being here with us. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to talk to you. And for our viewers out there, Tale of Tales is exclusively available on Tubi. It just premiered this past weekend, June 18th. A uh, total of eight episodes, I believe. Blanca is in like five of them. Uh, definitely worth checking out. So let's get right to it. Before we get started, I saw your social media post that yesterday that you are on the ballot for consideration for an Emmy. First off, congratulations. That is a feat all on its own. How do you feel about just being in the pool of consideration? Uh, I feel very excited and also very honored that my work is being recognized by the Emmy, the Television Academy and that it's in the category. And so I just feel, you know, it's it's been many years working in LA and when you start seeing your work being recognized, it's a good feeling, you know? It's Absolutely. Like you're doing something right. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine. Now, like you said, you've been doing this, you have over 50, 50 acting credits to your resume uh, since 2008. Uh, you also do some modeling what was it that brought you into acting? Um, since I was a kid, I used to do a lot of plays and I, I would enjoy doing scenes from movies and um, or just uh, create little short films with my sisters. So I always had the passion of creating characters. Um, and so it's something that from childhood and then I, I would take classes in college and, and I moved to LA because I wanted to pursue um, a professional career as an actress. Do you remember when you uh, booked your first role on a TV show or a movie? I mean, you must have been elated. Yeah, I was super excited because when I moved to LA, I was doing workshops and then doing a lot of auditions. And I booked my first film and it was just like, wow, like someone pinched me, I'm on a set, you know? It was like definitely a wonderful experience. And, and I knew that that was my calling. Like, this is what I want to do. Uh, even even if you're waiting the whole time in your trailer most of the time until it's your time, you know? But I'm like, I love this. Absolutely. So absolutely. And it just, I mean, you getting picked for that first role. I mean, there are plenty of people out in L.A. who are just trying to get their shot. And for you to get your shot, and now, like, what, 14 years later or so, you have over 50 credits to your name. That's that that says something right there so let's talk about tale of tales like i said tale of tales is uh just came out on tubi how did the role of lola come your way so i done a movie a couple movies with a production company and they uh, reached out to me about that role of lola and um and i read the script and i really love the story it's definitely about reality, mm -hmm. about struggles, and um, and also overcoming hardships. So I thought uh, it's definitely a, a character that has so many layers because she goes through a lot of changes, a lot of emotional changes and just environmental changes. So I thought it would be fun to do this character. Yeah. 
because it is very complicated, you know, and so a complex character. So, so that's how it came. I was really, I just really felt that I could bring this character to life. And you did, and you did. It deals with the uh, not very talked about anymore world of strip clubs, the shady dealings that go into strip clubs, uh, the stealing, the corruption, the drug dealing, the girls who are really just being taken advantage of. Uh, it revolves, uh, at least the first half revolves around a girl that goes missing who is a friend of yours. Her character is uh, Amber. There's a very pivotal scene, I believe in episode four, where the police come to Lola's doorstep uh, to sort of ask when was the last time you saw this missing girl. And that put Lola in a tough position because here you have the police and you make a very uh, poignant statement, I'm not a, sn I'm not a snitch, okay? Mm -hmm. So you had a choice between helping the police find your friend or ratting out this person who is a drug dealer. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, what did you do to sort of put yourself in that mind frame and that mindset as to, let's say, if you were Lola, what would you have done in that situation? Well, definitely, she, you know, she went through a lot of internal conflict because she could disclose that information, but then also put herself at risk and she supports her family. So she had a lot of stake at stake, you know? So it was very difficult for her to make that decision. But as you will see throughout the, the story that she's able to, uh, you know, be able to help. But it just definitely, it, the whole experience is also opening for her the that's not what she wants to do for the rest of her life exactly you know? so it is definitely you know it is dark a dark um story because it's obviously she holds the key to the crime you know she knows who it is and and she is conflicted because she could get you know also hurt exactly exactly a family to support and and a child so it is like a lot of, you know, like the real struggles that people go through and, and that set type of settings, because it is, it does happen. And I just, that's why I wanted to do, you know, do this role because it, nobody really talks about it. Exactly. It's like, it's always like hitting and, and I thought, okay, well, I, I don't know much about this industry. So I'm going to do my research and, and prepare for this because it's a new territory for me, but I feel that I can bring dignity to this character. Yes, yes. And, you know, the show does take place and revolve around a strip club, but there's a deeper commentary here about women not being treated equally, respectfully in the workplace. And it's brought to life in Tales, that's the name of the, of the strip club, where women are sort of seen as they're objects they're mm -hmm. objects they're objects not only to the customer base who are the men coming in to watch the strippers but to nick who is uh the the club manager he's like i don't care whoever i don't even know these girls by name and it could be a strip club it could be an office environment where that sort of stuff is done on a less trying to be on a more discreet level so my question to you is, what do you think about the whole social commentary about women, inequality, whether it's at a strip club or an office? 
Yes, um, definitely that's something that is happening. It, it, it hasn't changed. I mean, it's been progressing as far as equality, but um, there are certain areas in jobs are not, women are not treated equal. And even in my industry, like I know sometimes, you know, women don't make the same as men. And so, but also in all the industries, I mean, I believe they make 72 cents out of a dollar. Yeah a dollar that a man makes it is um definitely where the gender equality is there i think that the voicing or um you know opinions that have been happening lately um it's helping but definitely it is something that you know equality inequality it is definitely a problem especially when it's um you know you're working on projects and a lot of you have men with high, high positions and they're um using that to manipulate the other you know the yeah. women we see all those sexual harassment claims yeah. and whatnot now you said you did a lot of research what kind of research did you put into lola being a stripper at a strip club uh how deep did you get into your research to try to be as accurate as possible in your portrayal of lola well, I definitely wanted to understand that industry. So because I, I don't even know how that worked. Didn't know how the, it worked, you know, like, how, did they get like a schedule? I mean, like simple stuff, like, but, you know, like, how, what are the hours? Like I, all that type of research. I wanted to understand how when you go to work on a work day, how it is. And also, um, besides that, I wanted to also, um, you know, she had a lot of things going on. So I wanted to understand the, the emotional, uh, what happened in her childhood. Yeah. Um, and she came from a broken family. So then I'm able to add, you know, more information to it and be able to find, definitely find her childhood, like, you know, what she experienced and what is shaped, it shaped her who she is, but also she wants changes um, and because she is a good person. So I wanted to bring that out. Um, and I definitely, you know, I I was really, it was my first job as a dancer. And I also wanted to, I took some lessons, um, dancing lessons, wow. because I never danced like that before. <laughs> um, and so when I was training in LA, I was like, wow, this is like a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Like you have to dance, I mean, you have like a seven inch high heel on a platform, not regular heels, platform. And then you have to dance, you have to like connect with the audience, you gotta do all this. Otherwise they don't put you on stage. I'm like, wow. And then people just tip you a dollar, like seriously? Yeah. Like I'm just like, wow, like this is, it. I, I, I get more appreciation for people that do that work because I realize like it is so much work and then you don't re really get much. And then you get treated like, um, you know, you're not, not worth not, it. Not worth it. You're like a piece of property. There was a very, yeah, yeah. there was a very, uh, uh, very, for me, it was an important conversation. I believe in episode one between one of the girls and her boyfriend, her boyfriend is trying to get her to leave the strip club. And she makes a reference to, you want me to go back to the cafe? And she says, I make here more in the night than I would make a month at the cafe. And that's sort of the, the, the trap and the lore. It, it's the money. Uh, the girls that do work in this industry make money, and that's what keeps them drawn in. What are your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, I mean, definitely that's another reason why Lola stays there because she she doesn't have a um, career, you know, no degrees. And so it is, yeah, to go and work at a McDonald's, for example, where she will be making minimum, where yeah. she could be making more money there. And then life also, it is, it goes by so fast that it's like, even if you want to move out and do something else, like you also, you know, these women don't have savings, a lot no. of them, you know? So how are you going to make a transition that is smooth? You will probably go back if you, you don't, if you, you're feeling like you're not self-sufficient, you know? Exactly. So that's the thing is like breaking the, you know, the, the cycle, you know, to be able to, um, you know, have a good job, you need a degree, um, or otherwise, you know, have some savings. And a lot of women in this industry are on paycheck to paycheck. Yep, I, I, I totally agree. What, so when you uh, got the material and you were auditioning and you booked a role and you were reading through the scripts, what were your initial feelings on how graphic the show was going to be? It's also very vulgar in the language it uses. Do you think that was more realistic, more authentic? What were your thoughts? I thought it was definitely very authentic because after I was doing a research, I mean, I've never been in settings like that in my real life, but it definitely, there's a lot of craziness that goes in that type of setting. So they definitely kept it very organic. Like yeah. it's real, the manipulation, the, the you know, injustice um, and the, the treatment of women and just like, you know, men that just go there and try to take advantage. Um, it's definitely they really were very like they made it very real you know and another part of it that is real is uh what happens in the back rooms uh the club manager nick he knows what's going on doesn't want to hear about it he doesn't want to be implicated in a crime or anything but that's also another aspect that unfortunately happens all, all too often is sex trafficking in the back rooms of these of the sex clubs how much freedom were you given uh in your portrayal of lola with the directors did they allow you to really explore your character oh yes that the director was amazing he definitely you know i went prepared and i was able to bring what he needed and also he was open for if i wanted to do a take or two uh, different ways you know but also, um, they had professional, like, uh, you know, actually dancers, you know, like the dance, that, that was their career. Um, like, they actually studied dancing, not, not like, you know, strippers, but yeah. dancing. So they were able to also be there on set. And um, I was, you know, mine, you know, my contract was like, it had a lot of um, like, you know, like restrictions, yeah. but um, I was able to, because of my or requests you know yeah but um definitely it was just like a wonderful experience and um we're gonna be doing season two nice wow it yeah. got it picked up already uh it just like what three days after its yeah. release that's nice that's nice really good. Yeah. now uh you do have a lot of other stuff that's in post-production you're you're very very busy um what 
stuff that is coming out that's in post-production are you really excited about for the viewers to see? Well, I have a Western that is out. Uh, it was out uh, last week, and it's called Eye for Eye. Okay. And it's my first Western film. And we shot it in Montana. Wow. So that is out. It's on Tubi as well, and also uh, Amazon Prime, and a few other outlets. And it's doing really good. I've been doing the um, interviews for that project, and it was fun um, doing a Western and and be able to be in that 1800s period, you know? It must have been a lot of fun. I could totally- Oh yeah, it was fun. And especially we shot it during the pandemic. Well, I mean, we're still during the pandemic, yeah. but during the time where nobody was, like finally like they're allowing people, well, everybody had to have masks unless you're, film, you're on set like filming, but um, it was still like, um, it just felt like, I feel grateful to be on set that I was still alive, you know? <laughs> like, oh God, we don't know what is happening here, you know? Oh, yeah. uh, so it, I was feeling grateful and like, okay. Um, so it was, it was definitely like a fun, I, you know, to shoot it. And it was my first, um, I did a lot of stunts there as well, you know, and um, it was beautiful to be in Montana, which now I see why they don't have a lot of COVID because there's so much space compared to LA. Not know? a lot of people, exactly. exactly. Yeah, and then you're like, you, you can have the social distancing. There's no problem. No there, problem. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Looking back on your career and all the credits that you have to your name, is there a particular project that you would say was sort of like a breakout moment for you that sort of opened up a lot more doors? Yeah, um, I, I did a film. I was. Um, and betrayed and it was uh it was my first uh, role as a villain and i was the antagonist and i really it was fun creating the char character and i won best supporting actress nice. um, festival and then uh, i really i do kids movies in europe and then also i do um films you know dramatic stuff but that was my first um because i really enjoy doing dramatic work you know mm -hmm. that's really um but it's it's fun so um so yeah that was that was i began booking more roles that were more you know dramatic um, after that it's and a, i also just won best actress for eye for eye congratulations so, that is so uh, awesome i mean the fact that in your career you've been able to play such a wide spectrum of characters mm -hmm. and you're still so young and you have so much more left uh it must be so exciting the world is literally at your feet i want to thank you so much for coming on here and sharing these great experiences about tale of tales about your career again guys tale of tales just got released this past saturday it is available on tubi as blanca just said it got renewed for a season two any final thoughts you want to share blanca before we go i'm um, just that you know um I hope you are able to watch the show and, and, you know, just see it as a, you know, it is definitely something that is happening all over the country or the world. And it is a subject that nobody really talks about, but it, it is there. So just be more aware of it. It should be getting a lot more attention than it has been. Yeah. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. I want to thank our guest, Blanca Blanca. I want to thank our audience, uh, nice audience who has tuned in on this uh monday afternoon and for those of you that'll be watching this later on 
On behalf of Blanca Blanco, co-star of Tale of Tales, and myself, stay safe, guys, and stay walking. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.